Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am delighted to come your way again today. I want to welcome you all to this meeting today. May the Lord God Almighty visit every one of you seated here today in the name of Jesus. I want to appreciate the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Creator of heaven and the earth. Is a great and mighty God. I want to appreciate Him for His mercy, for His goodness, for His kindness, for His love that He has shown to us throughout the whole of this year, 2022. The Lord God has been a mighty and a wonderful God. Lord God, we praise you, we love you, we want to appreciate you for all you have been doing in our lives. Thank you, ancient of days. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, Prince of Peace. There is none like you. Thank you for all you have done for us. Thank you for our lives. Lord, thank you for provision. Thank you for the food, the water, the drink that you have supplied for us. We want to thank you for the shelter. We thank you for the clothes. Lord, you have made available for us. We thank you, O Lord. We are grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Amen. I welcome you all once again to this meeting today and be rest assured that the Lord God Almighty will bless you and you will not return back home the same way you came today in the name of Jesus. There will be healing, there will be restoration. Yes, there will be idea, there will be understanding, there will be revelation coming your way while this message is ongoing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, have your way. Holy Spirit of God, move in our midst this hour. Move in our midst this hour. Yes, communicate your heart to us. Communicate your heart to us. The heart of God, communicate it to us right now. Communicate it to us right now. Communicate it to us right now. I refuse to speak of myself. I decrease that you may increase. Jesus, I decrease that you may increase right now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Shortly, I will be sharing with us the message I titled Godliness with Contentment is Great Gain. Godliness with Contentment is Great Gain. Turn with me into the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6. I will start reading from verse 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. I will start reading from verse 6. And I will be reading from the New King James Bible. The New King James Version of the Bible. 1 Timothy chapter 6, I start from verse 6. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Verse 7, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Verse 8, and having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Verse 9, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drawn men in destruction and perdition. Verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I will stop at verse 11. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Praise the Lord. He said in verse 6, where 
we are going to use as, as our uh, main focus for this discussion. He said, now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Let me read from NLT. I want to read from the living, New Living Translation. It says, yet, true religion with contentment is great wealth. Yet, true religion with contentment is great wealth. Great wealth. Praise God. I want to also read from the Amplified. I want to read from the Amplified Bible. And it is indeed a source of immense profit. For godliness accompanied with contentment, in bracket, that contentment, that contentment which is a sense of inward sufficiency, is great and abundant gain. I believe Amplify explained it much more better for us. Let me read it again. And it is indeed a source of immense profit. For godliness accompanied with contentment. That contentment is defining it now, which is a sense of inward sufficiency, is great and abundant gain. So we can simply define contentment as inward sufficiency. Inward sufficiency. The Bible never encouraged believers to pursue the things of this world. But the Bible did encourage every true believer, every one of his children, to pursue what is recorded in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. He said, But you, O man of God, but you, Timothy, you, child of God, flee from the things that will make you to go rivalry against the word of God. Things that will take you out from the will of God for your life. He said, but what should you do? Pursue righteousness. Contend for righteousness. This is the thing you should fight for. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. These are the things that believers are to fight for. These are the things we are to contend for. Not mundane things. Not the things of this world that perishes with the world. Praise God. The reason why many people in the world today are fighting, competing, piercing themselves through with all manner of sorrows is because they lack inward sufficiency. They lack inward rest. They lack inward peace. They lack inward quietness. Praise the Lord. Verse 8 of that chapter 6 says, 
and having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. With these we shall be content. Amplify says, but if we have food and clothing, with this, with these we shall be content. In brackets, satisfied. God have assured us that with the basic that we have, contentment is supposed to spring forth from our hearts. Contentment is expected to spring forth from our hearts. After all, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Absolutely no profit. Absolutely no profit. But so many believers today are turning their backs against God and piercing themselves through many souls. Why? I read First Timothy chapter 6. Say, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. For which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. When people are not contented with what they have, greediness, covetousness, envy and jealousy become the roadmap of their life. Praise God. And pierce themselves through with many sorrow. Pierce themselves through with many, many sorrow. Now let me also read using the amplifier. It says, for the love of money is a root. Take note. The love of money. Money is not the root of all evil. As some people will say, money is not the root of all evil. No, it's the love of money. For the love of money is a root of all evils. All kind of evils you can never imagine. It is through this craving that some have been led astray. He's talking about Christians here, not unbelievers. And have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many acute metapunks. The reason why some believers today have become mentally unstable is because of the things of this world. The desire to own all the things in this world. Praise God. All the troubles we have in our hearts today, we have in the world today, is because we lack this inward sufficiency. We lack this inward rest. We must contend to live a righteous life. We must be satisfied with the little we have. We have to be okay with what we have. You don't, have, you don't need to have the entire properties in this world before you know you are a wealthy man. Not at all. With the little you have, the Bible says, you are good to go. It says, for we brought 
nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. So why all the killing? Why all the envy? Why all the jealousy? Why all the fighting? We brought nothing into this world. And the Bible says, it is also certain that we will take nothing. No man who have ever died that was buried with money alongside the casket. No man, no man, no matter how wealthy a man is, no matter how prosperous a man is, the man die empty from this world and he will die empty from all the properties that he or she ever possess in this world. So believers, Christians, all over the world have come to put this in your heart that you should contend for things that matter and learn to be satisfied with what you have. The Bible told us in Philippians chapter 4 verses It said, be anxious of nothing. Worry yourself not. Let's, let's turn to that um, scripture. Philippians chapter 6. Sorry, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Let me read with NLT. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Is that what we are doing today as believers? Many of us are complaining about things we are supposed to be praying about. And he continued, tell God what you need and thank him for all he, all he has done. One thing that people who are not contented with what they have face is complaining, is grumblings, is insatisfaction, is jealousy. Is envy. Why? They have ceased to allow the will of God to be perfected in their life. They have shut out themselves against the will of God and against the intention of God for their life. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. I am showing you these things today because longevity is in contentment. Many have hurried themselves out of this world and hurried themselves to the graveyard because they refuse to be contented with the little that they have. He said, we having food and clothing. With these things, let's be satisfied. As far as we are not naked, as far as we can eat, as far as we have where to stay, 
with this. Let's be content. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13. Let's begin with the fifth verse. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Covetousness is wanting to have that which does not belong to you. Wanting to have that which you do not own. Be content with such things as you have. Remember I told you, contentment is something of the heart, not something of the head. It's something of the spirit. Contentment is spiritual. Contentment is a spirit. And God wants every one of us believers to be enraptured, to be covered with the spirit of inward sufficiency. Pardon. For he himself, as God himself, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What a promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Praise God. Let's read with the Amplifier. Let your character or disposition be free from love of money. In bracket, including greed, adverse, lusts, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. In bracket. For he, God himself, have said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up. Not leave you without support. In brackets, I will not. I will not. Hey, paradox, katata. Again, I will not in any degree leave you helpless. Nor forsake, nor let you down. In brackets, relax. Relax. My hold on you. Relax my hold on you. Be rest assured of what I have, have told you. Assuredly not. He said, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you. What a promise. What a promise, beloved. What a promise. How short-sighted are we to see these promises of God being fulfilled in our lives? How blind are many of us to this passage of the scripture, though we have been through it again and again. But our hearts is here to understand what the Lord is saying to us right now. 
the battles, the war you see in the world today is as a result of greed. What we are facing in our nation today is greed, covetousness, lack of contentment, people not being satisfied with what they have. People not being satisfied with what they have. They have carried themselves into all manner of things that they originally shouldn't have not to involve themselves in. The rituals you see in the world, the killing, the kidnapping, you name them that you have in the world today, is as a result of lack of inward sufficiency. Believers, we are to hold on. It's a relax my hold on you. Relax my hold on you. Keep looking to me. Keep looking unto me. Keep trusting me. Keep believing me. What I say, I will do. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, thank you, Lord God Almighty. What a wonderful promise we have. Though we are blind to them, though we are blind to seed. My brothers and sisters, let's be satisfied with the little we have. In due season, the Lord will elevate us. Don't struggle to be great. Don't contend for greatness, but rather pursue faith, righteousness, love, peace, Quietness, holiness, patience. These are the things the Bible urges us to contend and to pursue. Never ever pursue earthly possessions. No, not for one day. Not for one day should you. The, the unbelievers should do that, not the believers. Praise God. Turn with me to the book of 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. I will start reading from verse 15. First John chapter 2. I will start reading from verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Please, let's use Amplify again. Verse 15. Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. 
If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. Verse 16. Praise God. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification, as a lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, that is, greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources, or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. Craving for sensual gratification. Greedy longings of the mind. Assurance in one's own resources or in the stability of earthly things. He said, these things are not from God. Oh, Father, help us. These things, they are not from the Father. But they are of the system of the world. They are of this world. But they do not come from our Heavenly Father. No, no. No. Do you see fight? Do you see content to be satisfied? This is not from the Lord. You have to be different from the world. You have to be different from those who are outside the church. You have to be different from the world. You have to be different from the unbelievers. He said, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Knowing God alone should bear absolute satisfaction in your heart. Honestly, it should. It should bear satisfaction. Contained. For those things that bring inward sufficiency. And not the things that do not. Boast not yourself in the things of this world. Do not boast yourself. Not even for one moment. Child of God, do not boast yourself in the things of this world. Praise the Lord. But rather, look into the word of God. Look into the sure word of prophecy. That is the word of God given to us today. Look into the oracles of God. Look into the perfect law of liberty. The word of God. The word of God. That is where your word is. Not in mundane things. Not in earthly possessions. Let's go back again to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I hope you are understanding me this morning. I hope you are following me. Praise God. The Lord will give you understanding. The Lord will open your eyes. The Lord will open your heart. The Lord will grant you revelation. So that you will know how wealthy, how rich you are. That you may know how gifted, how talented, how prosperous you are. 
Praise God. 1 Timothy chapter 6. I want to read from the Living Bible. 1 Timothy chapter 6. From verses. Do you want to be truly rich? You already are. If you are happy and good. After all, verse 7, we didn't bring any money with us when we came into the world. And we can't carry away a single penny when we die. So we should be well satisfied with that money. Because money can't buy happiness. Money can't pay for joy. Money can't pay for peace of mind. Money can't get you salvation. Praise God. Hallelujah. I read verse 7 again. After all, we didn't bring any money with us when we came into the world. And we can't carry away a single penny. Even the most richest man, we're not. When we die, Verse 8, so we should be satisfied without money if we have enough food and clothing. And he has promised to supply our food, our clothing. But people, verse 9, who long to be rich, soon begin to do all kinds of wrong things to get money. Things that hurt them and make them evil-minded and finally send them to hell itself. Verse 10. For the love of money is the first step toward all kinds of sin. For the love of money is the first step toward all kinds of sin. Some people have Turned away from God because of their love for it. Remember God, remember Jesus told the disciples, you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and money. And as a result, appears themselves with many sorrows. O Timothy, verse 11, you are God's man. My brother, my sister, listening to me, you are God's man. You are God's woman. Run from all these evil things and walk instead at what is right and good, learning to trust Him and love others and to be patient and gentle. What more can I say? The scripture have rightly put all things. In the right place. In the right place. Turn with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Let's read from verse.
Let's read from verse 19. Don't store up, I'm still reading with the Living Bible. Don't store up treasures here on earth where they can erode away or may be stolen. Store them in heaven where they will never lose their value and are safe from thieves. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. If your eye is pure, there will be sunshine in your heart. But if your eye is clouded with evil thoughts and desire, you are in deep spiritual darkness. And oh, how deep that darkness can be. Verse 24, you cannot serve two masters, God and money, for you will hate one and love the other, or else the other way around. Many of us believers want to serve God and money at the same time. But look at this passage of the Bible. It said, you cannot. Verse 25. So my counsel is, don't worry about things. Things like what? Food, drink, and clothes. For you already have life and a body. And they are far more important than what to eat and wear. Look at the birds. They don't worry about what to eat. They don't need to sow or reap or store up food. Your heavenly father feeds them and you are far more valuable to him than they, than they are. 27. Will all your worries add a single moment to your life? 28. And why worry about your clothes? Look at the feed. Look at the feed lilies. They don't worry about theirs. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not clothed as beautifully as they. And if God cared so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he more surely care for you, O men of little faith? So don't worry at all about having enough food and clothing. Why be like the hidden? It's unbelievers that, that worry like this. For they take pride in all these things and are deeply concerned about them. But your heavenly father already knows perfectly well that you need them. You need clothing, you need drink, you need shelter. You have need of money. He said, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life. King James said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But this is what the living Bible is saying. And he would give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to. That's the righteousness. Living the way God wants you to is the righteousness of God. Giving God the first place in your life is the kingdom of God. Then verse 34, the last verse. So don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow. Live one day at a time. The root of not being satisfied and not being contented is worry. Is fear of tomorrow. Worry 
fear, anxiety of tomorrow. It is the root of depression. It is the root of unbelief and faithlessness in the life of many of us believers today. Oh, yes, it is. It is. It is. If only you will give God the first place of your life. You will give him the first place of your life. You will give him the first place and live as he wants you to. Oh, Lord God, help me. Help every one of us. Help those who are listening to this podcast today to put you first and live the way you want them to live their life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, please help us by your spirit that is in us today. Please help us. Help us. That is why you must daily glue yourself to the word of God. Because the word we encourage you to worry. The system of the world, we encourage you, the economy, the agricultural sector of the country, we encourage you to worry, the educational system of the world, we tell you to worry. Because the Kanamai cannot understand the things of God. No, Kanamai cannot, the Kanamai cannot understand the things of God. Because he has spiritually understood. And we are spiritual people. Glory to God. Our root stems from the spirit. Not from this world. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. Praise the Lord. May the Lord God help us. May the Lord God open our eyes to this message. May the Spirit of God mean it and move upon this word that is being shared here today. In the name of Jesus. Father, feast our eyes on you and not on the things of this world. Help us to put you first in all that we do in our lives. And help us to live the way you want us to live. And not the way we want to live. So that we may daily please you. We may daily live for you. And not to live for money. And not to live for cars. Not to live for mansions. Not to live for accolades. Not to live for fame. Not to live for self. But to live for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Blessed be your name Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Help us to cast our cares on you. Because we know you care. Daily, Lord, help us to cast our cares on you. Because we know you care for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Believers, feast your eyes on the word of God. Keep praying. And keep giving thanks to the Lord. He is faithful. He is faithful. He that has promised you is faithful. To keep you until the coming of Christ. But live one day at a time. Don't make shipwreck of your faith. Don't stray from the faith. 
by trying to seek the things of this world alongside God. No, but only God alone. Only God alone. May His name be praised and adored now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. God bless you till I come your way again next time. Stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.